with us today is Governor Nikki Haley, and uh, she's been governor uh, for eight years, and she was uh, at the United Nations. And, well, we, we got her sitting here. Nikki, what job did you like the best, being governor or being running the world at, uh, at the United Nations? You know, I've been blessed to serve the state that raised me and defend the country I love so much. They were both different in their own way, um, but the negotiations are very much the same. You know, as governor, you're trying to lift up people. You're trying to get them to see the best in themselves, and we had to balance a budget. We had to make sure that we had education on top. We had to put people to work, and we had to fix things. And at the UN, it was very much about defending America and making sure countries knew what America was for and what America was against. And so can't pick a favorite there. I was, I'm certainly blessed. Well, welcome to the Cats and Cosby show. And Rita, well, well, what do you have to ask on Nikki? You know, uh, Nikki, what are your thoughts in terms of piercing it through, I guess? Uh, it looks like a bit of a crowded feel there on the GOP side. You're running for the presidential nomination for president of the United States. You certainly have an amazing background. Um, what's the strategy? Of course, it's still early, but the debates are coming up soon. First of all, you know, I think that I'm not a lawyer. I'm an accountant. I think we need an accountant in the White House these days. I will tell you that I was a two-term governor that took a double-digit unemployment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse. I was at the United Nations. I didn't deal with one country. I dealt with 193. This is time for a new generational leader. We've got serious problems. You know, whether you look at our debt and and the spending, whether you look at education and the lack of transparency for parents, whether you look at crime or illegal immigration, or you look at our national security. We've got a lot of things we need to do. And so I'm in New Hampshire, Iowa, and South Carolina constantly. We're touching as many hands as we can. There's no shortcuts. We are answering every question, and we're doing what we need to do the right way. And I think that's the focus. And I think it said it all when you know, in our first six weeks when we had to file our contributions, we had 70,000 donations from all 50 states. 67,000 of them were under $200, and people are ready for something new, and we want to offer that to them. We've got a country to save. When, when we have so many problems going on in our city, our state, our country, our, the world, at 3 o'clock in the morning when you wake up, which one do you worry about the most? I worry about my kids because I look at the fact that we are $31 trillion in debt. We're having to borrow money just to make our interest payments. And as much as it's easy to blame Biden, we got to look at the fact our Republicans did that to us, too. You know, they expanded that $2.2 trillion COVID stimulus bill that expanded welfare, 90 million Americans on Medicaid, 42 million Americans on food stamps. You've got the fact that we're Social Security will go bankrupt in 10 years. Medicare will go bankrupt in five. Look at education in our situation. You know, we've got 70% of eighth graders are not proficient in reading in this country. I mean, it, we're in a world of hurt. Then you look at crime. It's at the highest levels we've seen. You see in New York City, it's out of control, but it's every state. And the illegal immigration situ situation is a national security crisis. And we've got to deal with that. We see record levels of fentanyl. And number one cause of um, death for adults 18 to 49 is fentanyl. We've got to start getting that under control. And then whoever thought that we'd see a Chinese spy balloon going over America the way we did, it was a national embarrassment. And I think that when I think of my kids, I think about the fact that they deserve better than the country we have today. Oh, you're absolutely right. We're being attacked in so many directions economically. We're being attacked culturally. Um, 
we're constantly under attack. I mean, lately, we when uh, when you came into before you came into the studio, we talked about all of a sudden they're attacking AM radio, uh, and they wanted AM radio reaches ninety seven percent of the American people in case of emergency, and uh, it's in every car and and. and they want to destroy it. They want they, the Ford just announced that uh, in 2024 they're going to discontinue it in all their cars, not just their electric cars. I mean, we have to look at the fact of why are they trying to dumb down America? This is a time where if you've got you know 70 percent of eighth graders that aren't proficient in reading, 67 percent of eighth graders that aren't proficient in, in math, but then you look at adults. Adults need to be able to get information. They need to be able to educate themselves so that they can make decisions to protect their families and create their futures. And you see this. I mean, we're seeing it all across media. I mean, they're trying to decide what people need to hear instead of putting out the facts and letting people make decisions for themselves. This is another um, sad example of how that's going to all go away for the name of profit. I, I said that about our, our universities. Our universities should listen to both sides, and that's the purpose of a university. Listen to both sides and let the kids decide. And you've got, it's it, universities, now it's in K through 12. They're not teaching kids how to think, they're telling them what to think. And, you know, you add on top of that, the Chinese infiltration that's coming in with the Chinese money that's in the universities, you've got the woke infiltration that's happening in K through 12, and our kids are in a world of hurt. Rita? You know, you talked about crime, uh, Governor Haley. And, you know, I think about, of course, the case that's making so much headlines, uh, the video. This is of the former Marine who held an aggressive uh, homeless man in a chokehold on that New York City subway. The homeless man died tragically. Uh, that man, though, that Marine has been charged with manslaughter by New York DA Alvin Bragg. And um, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis voiced support for the Marine Daniel Penny. Um, he said, uh, we stand with good Samaritans uh, like Daniel Penny. Let's show this Marine America's got his back. What's your message for the Marine? You know, I'm the wife of a combat veteran and military members, they are trained to defend and protect that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to defend the people that were on there that were being harassed by this person and that was having, you know, challenges. He was trying to protect them. And now he's being prosecuted. Alvin Bragg needs to look at all the murders and the street crime that's happening in New York City and deal with that. Instead, he's going after a serviceman that was trying to do a good deed. I actually don't think we need to just get behind um, Penny. I think we need to tell the governor she needs to pardon him. We need to pardon him because what he was doing was trying to protect other Americans. She went opposite. She encouraged the indictment. She encouraged uh, uh, to to do what Bragg did. And and Bragg, I understand. Uh, I hate to go local with you because it's local politics. And, and Bragg was afraid that the grand jury was not going to indict him. So that why, that's why he brought him up on charges himself. I mean, what Bragg is doing, he's allowing criminals to run free on the street, and he's going after citizens who are trying to protect themselves and protect people around them. It's the total opposite. And if New York City keeps up like this, they're going to turn into Chicago and see everybody leave and see everybody go to places where they can protect themselves, where they do feel safe. It's an injustice. And I think that she needs to pardon him. She needs to focus on the street crime. Bragg needs to start doing his job and stop political. And I think everybody sees this for what it is. When you were ambassador to the United Nations, you ran the whole world policy-wise. And here we are. 
the world, a lot of countries are starting to turn their back on the United States. What would you do? Our friends don't trust us and our enemies don't fear us. You know, what I did at the United Nations, I made sure countries knew what America was for and what America was against. I didn't care if they didn't like me, but I wanted them to respect America. We have lost that. You see that whether you see Saudi Arabia and Brazil starting to do trades with other currencies besides the U.S. dollar. You see that in the fact that India is staying neutral because they don't trust that America will win and they don't trust Russia will lose. We see that in the fact that Russia is invading Ukraine, North Korea is testing ballistic missiles, Iran's building a bomb. But all of this is when America is distracted, the world is less safe. And America's distracted right now. We've got to bring focus back to America. We've got to go back to a strong and proud America that lets countries know what we expect of them, not reactionary and not chaotically. Rita? You know, I'm also so worried. Of course, you touched on the border, Nikki. And it is really scary when you see the numbers, not just of those that we know have come through, but it it looks like maybe a million gotaways under President Biden. And Mayorkas continues to say the border is secure. What do we do? I I just think about what how concerning that is. We've had people say, um, you know, we are so vulnerable, especially we just had someone the other day from Afghanistan who was on the terror watch list uh, who got apprehended. This is really scary for our national security. Rita, I went to the border and I didn't just pull a Kamala and come back. I went 400 miles down that border. You are not ready for what I saw. When we get up in the morning, we get our coffee, we read the news. When these ranchers get up in the morning, they get their coffee and they see if anyone died trying to cross the fence. They pick up any little kids that were left behind and take them to Border Patrol. When I talked to sheriffs, they said before 7 a.m., they round up illegal immigrants, turn them over to Border Patrol, and Border Patrol documents them and releases them until their court date three or four years from now. And when you ask Border Patrol about their job, they said we're glorified babysitters. What we need to do, I passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country when I was governor. We did a mandatory E-Verify program. We need to do that nationally. A mandatory E-Verify that requires businesses show that the people they hire are here legally. We need to make sure we fire the 87,000 IRS agents and put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground. We need to defund sanctuary cities. We need to go back to remain in Mexico because nobody wants to go back to remain in Mexico. Instead of catch and release, we need to do catch and deport. That's how we'll get illegal immigration under control again. Governor Nikki Haley, thank you so much for coming uh, to our studios today, and uh, God bless you. And and um, Rita and I would love to see you again soon, because this conversation has to be carried on. Thank you, and I hope your listeners will go to NikkiHaley.com. God bless. Take care.